Chapter 39 of The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. This is a Discerning Hearts recording read by Chris McGregor. The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated and edited by E. Allison Pierce. Beware also, daughters, of certain kinds of humility which the devil inculcates in us, which make us very uneasy about the gravity of our past sins. There are many ways in which he is accustomed to depress us so that in time we withdraw from communion and give up our private prayer because the devil suggests to us that we are not worthy to engage in it. When we come to the Most Holy Sacrament, we spend the time during which we ought to be receiving grace, wondering whether we are properly prepared or no. The thing gets to such a pass that a soul can be made to believe that through being what it is, it has been forsaken by God, and thus it almost doubts his mercy. Everything such a person does appears to her to be dangerous, and all the service she renders, however good it may be, seems to her fruitless. She loses confidence and sits with her hands in her lap because she thinks she can do nothing well, and that what is good in others is wrong in herself. Pay great attention, daughters, to this point, which I shall now make, because sometimes thinking yourself so wicked may be humility and a virtue, and at other times a very great temptation. I have had experience of this, so I know it is true. Humility, however deep it be, neither disquiets nor troubles nor disturbs the soul. It is occupied by peace, joy, and tranquility. Although, on realizing how wicked we are, we can see clearly that we deserve to be in hell and are distressed by our sinfulness and rightly think that everyone should hate us, yet if our humility is true, this distress is accompanied by an interior peace and joy of which we should not like to be deprived. Far from disturbing or depressing the soul, it enlarges it and makes it fit to serve God better. The other kind of distress only disturbs and upsets the mind and troubles the soul. So grievous is it. I think the devil is so anxious for us to believe that we are humble, and if he can, to lead us to distrust God. When you find yourselves in this state, cease thinking, so far as you can, of your own wretchedness, and think of the mercy of God and his love and his sufferings for us. If your state of mind is the result of temptation, you will be unable to do even this, for it will not allow you to quiet your thoughts or to fix them on anything, but will only weary you the more. It will be a great thing if you can recognize it as a temptation. This is what happens when we perform excessive penances in order to make ourselves believe that because of what we are doing, we are more penitent than others. If we conceal our penances from our confessor or superior, or if we are told to give them up and do not obey, that is a clear case of temptation. Always try to obey, however much it may hurt you to do so, for that is the greatest possible perfection. There is another very dangerous kind of temptation, a feeling of security caused by the belief that we shall never again return to our past faults and to the pleasures of the world. I know all about these things now, we say, and I realize that 
all come to an end and I get more pleasure from the things of God. If this temptation comes to beginners, it is very serious. For having this sense of security, they think nothing of running once more into occasions of sin. They soon come up against these, and then God preserved them from falling back farther than before. The devil, seeing that here are souls that may do him harm and be of great help to others, does all in his power to prevent them from rising again. However many consolations and pledges of love the Lord may give you, therefore you must never be so sure of yourselves that you cease to be afraid of falling back again, and you must keep yourselves from occasions of sin. Do all you can to discuss these graces and favors with someone who can give you light and have no secrets from him. However sublime your contemplation may be, take great care both to begin and to end every period of prayer with self-examination. If these favors come from God, you will do this more frequently without either taking nor needing any advice from me, for such favors bring humility with them and always leave us with more light by which we may see our own unworthiness. I will say no more here, for you will find many books which will give this kind of advice. I have said all this because I have had experience of the matter and have sometimes found myself in difficulties of this nature. Nothing that can be said about it, however, will give us complete security. What then, Eternal Father, can we do but flee to thee, and beg thee not to allow these enemies of ours to lead us into temptations? If attacks are made upon us publicly, we shall easily surmount them with thy help. But how can we be ready for these treacherous assaults, my God? We need constantly to pray for thy help. Show us, Lord, some way of recognizing them and guarding against them. Thou knowest that there are not many who walk along this road, and if so many fears are to beset them, there will be far fewer. What a strange thing it is. You might suppose that the devil never tempted those who do not walk along the road of prayer. People get a greater shock when deception overtakes a single one of the many persons who are striving to be perfect than when a hundred thousand others are deceived and fall into open sin, whom there is no need to look at in order to see if they are good or evil, for Satan can be seen at their side a thousand leagues away. But as a matter of fact, people are right about this. For very few who say the paternoster in the way that has been described are deceived by the devil, so that if the deception of one of them causes surprise, that is because it is a new and an unusual thing. For human nature is such that we scarcely notice what we see frequently, but are astounded at what we see seldom or hardly at all. And the devils themselves encourage this astonishment, for if a single soul attains perfection, it robs them of many others. It is so strange, I repeat, that I am not surprised if people are amazed at it, for unless they are altogether at fault, they are much safer on this road than any other, just as people who watch a bullfight from the grandstand are safer than the men who expose themselves to a thrust from the bull's horns. This comparison which I heard somewhere seems to me very exact. Do not be afraid to walk on these roads, sisters, for there are many of them in the life of prayer, 
And some people get most help by using one of them and others by using another, as I have said. This road is a safe one, and you will the more readily escape from temptation if you are near the Lord than if you are far away from him. Beseech and entreat this of him, as you do so many times each day in the Patronaster. Noster.